there are multiple ways for you to grow your net worth or grow your finances. So you can reduce expenses, but I found that at a certain point, you can't go any lower. And you can also increase your income. So a lot of what I do is increasing my income and finding opportunities that are in line with my gifts, that are in line with my passions. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. On this week's episode, I'm so excited to speak with Danielle Desir, who is a five-time author, blogger, podcaster, and the founder of The Thought Card, an award-winning affordable travel and personal finance blog and podcast, empowering financially savvy travelers to make informed financial decisions, travel more, pay off debt, and build wealth. She's also the co-producer of Millennial Wealth Builders, a three-time grant-funded audio docu-series highlighting women of color building wealth. As the founder and CEO of Women of Color Podcaster, Danielle is super passionate about supporting and amplifying the voices of women of color podcasters and audio creators. So listen on to find out how Danielle has helped amplify women of color and also build wealth along the way. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited for my guest today. I have Danielle with me. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Debbie. It's a dream to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I know it's so funny because we've been talking for so long and it's so crazy that we're just having each other like on our podcast right now. But you've been busy and I'm just like... I don't know. I'm usually spaced out with stuff. So, but I'm so glad you're here and we're both like super cozy. <laughs> yes. Pretty um, exactly. So can you tell us about you, Danielle, your story and why you live an offbeat life? Yes, absolutely. So I am really passionate about helping folks make more informed financial decisions. And I would say that my angle is like helping us to travel more. So I realized that at a pretty young age that money was pretty important in helping us to live the lifestyle that we wanted to live. And throughout my life, there's been times where I had opportunities to travel. Like when I was younger, I would travel to Haiti every summer. But then in high school and college, the money wasn't there or I had no interest in it. So it ebbs and flows. And that really, by the time I got became an adult and became a graduate student, I realized that, you know what, if I wanted to make travel a financial priority in my life and make it happen, that I needed to start being strategic, savvy, and creative. So uh, that has been a really big part of my adulthood. And I would say I live an offbeat life because I like to do all the things. So it's not an either or, it's like an and. So I travel and paid off debt. 
I travel and own a home. I travel and do all these different things, which traditionally sometimes people are like, no, you can't do that. Or you have to focus on one goal at a time. But I like to focus on multiple goals. And that just really lights me up. I really, really resonate with that because you and I, you know, we're the same. Like we don't have parents who are super rich who's just going to pay off like our travel expenses. Right. And I, I can definitely relate to that. I worked like three to four jobs in college just to travel. You know, that's what you had to do. And when I was starting out, that was the thing. Like I literally worked just to travel and I'm like, this is not a good way to do it as well. Like you don't want to be broke because then all of your money is going to travel. So for you, Danielle, what was it about that lifestyle? Like making sure that you're able to balance between the two that you knew you wanted to keep going, right? Because I think we have this mentality and we were taught this, but now it's really great because we see other possibilities like people working remotely and being able to work from anywhere instead of like waiting until you're retired or your two-week vacation every year, right? So how did you make that happen? How was that transition like? Because now that's what you do. Yes. I would say find inspiration. Find something that lights you up that will give you the umph to keep going. And that for me was actually taking my first solo trip to Paris in 2014. So I had spent the entire year saving up for that one trip And that was my first time going to Europe. And when I was there in Paris, it was amazing. It was so just like eye-opening that I said to myself, I want to keep doing this. And that's where the creativity comes in. It's like, if your budget is finite, which most of us are, we have finite budgets, how do I make it possible with what I have? So I started to look at cheap flights. I started to figure out better ways to budget. I started to figure out, okay, how do I maximize my time with a full-time job? So I think finding inspiration and also problem solving. If there is something in your way, trying to understand how can I push that away? Are there alternatives? That's really helpful to get started. Yeah. And for you right now, are you still in your nine to five, Danielle? Because I know you do so many different things, right? It feels like I'm not in my nine to five, but it sure is. I am in my nine to five and it's definitely helping to fuel my bigger goals. Like I have goals of like paying off my mortgage, goals of saving for retirement. So there is a purpose for the nine to five, but I also do so many other things to grow my income as well. And I love that your story is the way it is, right? Because I think a lot of people will think, well, I have to leave the nine to five to really get to where I need to be. But you're using it. You're very strategic with what you're doing. You're using your nine to five for, like you said, a bigger goal because... Let's be honest. Let's be realistic here. Like if there's no money coming in, it doesn't matter like how sweet that life is. It's going to turn sour if you're, you know, you're broke and on the street corner somewhere. So I think it's a really it's a really smart thing that you're doing. And it's also sharing and showing to people that you can do this, even if you are still in your nine to five and you're doing so many things. Every time I see Danielle online, I'm like, oh, my God, how does this girl do it? First of all, let's talk about the multiple streams of income that you're doing right now. Okay. Cause I just saw your post. I'm like clapping virtually for you. So Danielle, talk about that. Talk about all of these income streams that you're creating to actually prepare to leave for your nine to five. 
Yes. So there are multiple ways for you to grow your net worth or grow your finances. So you can reduce expenses, but I found that at a certain point, you can't go any lower. And you can also increase your income. So a lot of what I do is increasing my income and finding opportunities that are in line with my gifts, that are in line with my passions. One of them is actually writing books. So I love writing books. I'm not going to say I was a natural born writer because I wasn't, but it was like pretty much a value add. So I was writing blogs for years. I would say four years before I felt more confident enough to write a book. But I said to myself, you know what? If I really focus and spend the time I'm writing free blogs for my community and really package it into an ebook, I can start to make income from this. And also the things I love about ebooks is that you can transform your audience in one sitting. I don't have to write 10 blog posts. I don't have to compete with the Google algorithm. I can literally talk to you one-to-one share with you a tip or transformation. And with less than, let's say $10, you can have a new outlook on life. So for me, I'm all in on eBooks. And the post that you're referring to is that each eBook that you create is also can be a paperback, which is again, another income stream. And now after that, you could actually create audiobooks, which is a third income stream. And then after that, people ask you to speak on stage, which is a fourth income stream. So based off of packaging your knowledge, you can create so many different types of multiple income streams where you can be more passive. Like not everything is going to be active. You could do one time, you work on your book one time, and now you have all these other passive streams in the background. That is incredible. And also, let's just first of all, go back to what you were just talking about, just with that one one idea, right, of writing a book. And then y'all just gave her massive, like, gem right there. Like, it's not a gem, it's a freaking diamond. Okay, first of all, you write your ebook, right? You create income from that. Then you make that into a paperback. Then you create an audio book. And then you get speaking engagement from that. And also so much more opportunity. So that's like four right there and probably like a ton more from that. So I love how your brain works, Danielle, because I think you are definitely one of those people who think outside of the box, right? Who find opportunities where most people probably may not even see it. So how do you actually think about these things? Like, how do you find these opportunities that maybe are not really clear for some people? How do you make income from from nothing? It's not necessarily a linear trajectory. So I'm six years in as a blogger now, but when I was just starting, I couldn't see the path. But I think being consistent in whatever kind of content that you're creating is very helpful because you can start to transform that consistency and put that energy towards other things. So for me, when I first started as a blog, it wasn't an income stream or income generator for me. But over time, I built the confidence to be a a writer. I said, you know what? I could write blogs. So why don't I try to package it into a book? My first book is totally like it's out there, but I don't really promote it because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's not the best work (laughs) I've done, Uh, but it's out there and it's an income stream. And I think once you do something once, you realize how easy it is that you can continue to do it. 
And when it comes into creativity, I'm always thinking about, okay, how can I repurpose this? Or how can I bring this idea to a new audience? Because not everyone is going to like audiobooks. They may like a course. So maybe I do want to create a course or workshop, right? Or maybe the audiobook isn't a good fit, but they'll like reading instead. So it's, it's trying to figure out different ways that you could say the same thing to different people in different types and different forms. Yeah, that is really important to do because it's really figuring out what your audience wants, right? And how they intake content is so, so crucial to all of that. I mean, just looking at Instagram alone, there's different ways people really get their content. And now we have audio-based, video-based, image-based, written-based. So if you're doing that with your own content and how you're selling, that is such a great idea what Danielle was talking about. And I think just thinking outside of the box and really figuring out what works and what your audience wants is so important. Hey, Danielle, were you saying something? Yeah, I wanted to add something. Yeah, I wanted to add something absolutely. in there, yes. I'm like, yes, Danielle. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, so hold, hold on, Danielle. I'm like, okay, so just to give you guys context, this is like one of the first times I'm doing video with my podcast. So I'm seeing Danielle. I'm like, yes, Danielle, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> my hand is raised. My hand is raised. I'm like, one, one more thing, one more thing. So I just wanted to give you an example of how I'm thinking about creating an income stream, right? So I was recently asked to speak at a summit and I was a paid speaker, which was great. But that topic kind of pushed me outside of my comfort zone where I was talking about something that I personally know, but I haven't mapped it out step by step. So now after I finished creating the presentation, I did it live. I was able to capture down some of the questions that my attendees had so that I can improve that presentation again. Now I can either do a workshop with that presentation where I package it to my own audience or I can create a course from that, or audio courses are the new thing. So I would say just keeping an eye to see what trends are out there because everyone, while everyone is chasing courses, no one is chasing audio mm. courses. No one is chasing, and there's a lot of companies that are doing that right now. So you can create something one time, like I mentioned, a one-time presentation and package that into multiple offers to different groups. One of the things that I struggle with sometimes is like, I don't want my, peop my people to see the same thing over and over again, but it doesn't have to be. You can market to your people, but also you can market it elsewhere to other communities as well. So just wanted to add that as just like how I think about taking one piece of content and helping so many more people and creating more income streams from that. Yeah, and that's the beauty about repurposing. Also, if you think about it that way, there's an audience that you have on one platform, but they may not be on the other platform, right? So you can always take that and put it in another one. So for example, if you posted that on Instagram, your Facebook may not have the same type of people. So that's fresh and new content right there. So I think sometimes we really overthink think things and that stops us from actually doing anything. I'm like, I would rather see the same content on two sim like two different platforms than not doing anything. So yeah, I have been guilty of that before. So now I just don't care anymore. I'm just like, this is good shit. I'm gonna post this everywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love that energy. Yes, yes. So one of the things that I really heard from my audience and also talking to other people is 
having security, right? Having security with your income, with your lifestyle and all of that. And it's so interesting that before COVID, before the pandemic, what we're doing was so like people were scared of it, right? A lot of people didn't want to do this. They're like, are you crazy? Why would you work remotely? That's just not secure. And now the tides have turned everyone. What we do is more secure than your regular ass nine to five because you can lose that shit. But what Danielle is doing, she has like a hundred multiple streams of income. So if she loses one, she's like, hey, I still got this. So how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that word security, right? Because that is something that we all strive to have. And you're definitely doing with yourself. What does that mean to you? I would say for me, security is being confident in my situation right now, or my ability to take the next step or do something in the future. So it's also kind of be fleeting because today I may feel secure, but then tomorrow I may wake up and I may not feel as secure for whatever reason. So I think for me, when I'm striving for security is knowing that no matter what, I'm going to be okay. No matter what, that I'm going to be able to take care of myself, take care of my family and be able to create. And I think that for me, I wasn't, when I was growing up, I didn't see myself as a creator But I definitely do feel like I'm a creator now because I know that I can not only create things, create widgets, but also create income. And I take every success, every win, every product launch that's successful or not successful because sometimes they don't always work out as just another stepping stone for me to continue to push and move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And you made a really good point there. Creating doesn't just have to be paintings or, you know, music or anything like that. It could be, uh, like you said, creating income, like being really creative with how you do that. That's just a different way of using your brain, you know, and you mentioned this before. It's not linear. Like when you're starting to think outside of the box, then you become so much more creative. I love that. That's a good way of thinking about it. So, Danielle, now that, you know, you're creating all of these different types of income and you're trying to really make yourself more sustainable, this lifestyle more sustainable before you do leave your nine to five. How are you finding your clients? How are you making sure that you're attracting the right people and also making money from that? So there are a couple of things that I do in addition to writing books. I do freelance writing. But at the core, it's all writing, right? It doesn't matter if it's for a client or for yourself or for a book. It's all the same skill of writing. What I found is finding freelance clients has, for me, has been networking and relationship building. So a lot of the people who I, let's say, admire or have gone in their program as as a coaching client or something like that, those are the people who I'm reaching out to and telling them, hey, I am a freelance writer. Are you looking for freelance writing services? Now, I don't just stop there. I literally dissect what they're doing and tell them, you're not doing this. I feel like I can help you. So I make sure that I am really leading with value and I'm taking the time to come up with a plan for them so that they can say yes for me. It's not just, hey, I'm a freelance writer. Do you want to book me? No, it's like, hey, I noticed that you're not optimizing search engine optimization. Or, hey, I noticed that your blog is lacking. Here are some, a couple of ideas just to kind of get you interested in it. And 
now a lot of my clients are saying yes. Like people I'm approaching just like kind of cold. I'm like, I'm just trying to see if you're interested. They're like, yeah, because I, I think the network is there. I, I know them, you know, been in their network. I'm familiar with what they're doing. And secondly, I came in with a plan for them. So all they have to do is book me and, and pay me. So that I think is super helpful. <laughs> and when you do know what you're doing, that always helps, right? It's like also Danielle is... She she's a massive action taker. She's doing so many different things and she shows up every time. You're super consistent with what you do and you also have a really great community as well. So that's a really helpful thing when you're able to build that. So for someone who is just starting out or even when you started out, Danielle, and you didn't have this background yet, right? Because like you were saying, writing is really not something that you thought you would go into and it really became a passion for you. How do you build that confidence to make sure that you keep going or even when you are approaching people and it's your first few times, how do you make sure that you're doing it the right way? I would say being consistent is so important. As a blogger, when I first started, it was all about just creating one piece of new content a week. That was all I was tasked to do for myself. And also not looking at other people and trying to compare like your productivity to their productivity. Because if I was trying to compare it to a full-time travel blogger, I would be like discouraged. I would have quit. But I said, okay, Danielle, this is your lane. You can commit to one article a week and make time for that one article a week. And at the end of the year, I had what, like 52 articles at the end of the year, uh, I hope my math is right. But yes, I had all these articles and every year I just built on that. So year one is 52, year two is a hundred plus, year three. And that was really helpful to build that consistency and flex that muscle. And then I invested in conferences. So I invested in conferences. I invested in courses. But for me, I like conferences a little better because it's for a short amount of time and I have to show up and not kind of just be left to my own devices. But investing in my learning is very important. Like podcasts are great, but sometimes you need that step-by-step and investing in a coaching program, investing in a book, investing in a course is like that. It's going to really solidify your next step. And then last but not least, getting paid for your work is a very for me, it's very motivating and it's a validation. It's like someone is willing to pay me for the things that I create and produce. And over time, I've been able to increase my rate because I've showed up and I've created content and and it's consistent. And I also think if you have an angle to the kind of stuff that you create, like for me, I really corner the travel, affordable travel market, which makes me a gem. Like not a lot of people are talking about affordable travel and personal finance, but because I've done this for so long, I have become the go-to expert, which means that I can also charge more. It just takes you actually doing it and showing up. And I think most people see what you're doing, Danielle, and like, how did you get to that point? And then they're only in like the two month of it. And they're like, how come I'm not doing the same? I'm like, dude, you just started two months ago. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> if everything just happened when you wanted it to happen, you wouldn't be ready for it, right? All of these things really serve a purpose of you figuring out 
it out, making sure that you are actually ready for that moment. Because if it happens, you see this all the time. I'm going off on the tangent, but with like lottery winners who just win like hundreds of millions of dollars. And then like five years later, they lose the money. Right. Right. So but if it goes into the hands of someone who knows what to do, they double, triple, quadruple that money. So that's like that's how I think about it just to make myself feel better. Yes, and times yes. like that, Danielle. <laughs> and I think it's looking at your own progress. Like we could look at other people, but we don't know the behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. you know the behind the scenes of your life. So you can look back and like, oh my gosh, like the other day I was reading some blog posts from 2015 and I was like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> but this is what it took. It took me being awful to be at this point today. And I just always think about like, I wonder people who followed me in 2015 to 2021 now, they must be like, oh my gosh, like, but it just takes showing up, being willing to be messy and be imperfect in front of people. Because if I wasn't publishing my work, I would have never gotten feedback, would have never had opportunities to improve. Even your clients can help you improve. Like whenever I'm working with a new client, I'm always like, hey, is there anything that I can do better? How can I improve? And that all of those things help you to be better. Yeah, absolutely. It just takes time. That's the thing. There's really no magic to this. You know, it just takes time, effort, energy, blood, sweat, and tears, investing in yourself. That's another thing that you talked about that's so important. And I think a lot of people feel like, and I felt like this too, we can Google everything. We could just ask questions. But if you want to ask the questions that you want to ask to the people that are going to know, they are going to ask you for money. You know, you can't just do the quote unquote pick your brain stuff like that's first of all that's bs <laughs> yeah so pay for it it's gonna come back to you tenfold believe me and danielle like i did the same thing once i started investing that's when it started to turn because it literally takes them years to figure this stuff out and it's kind of like a shortcut that we all want right <laughs> yes and an investment is not an expense and mm-hmm. it feels like an expense but an investment will have a return Okay, and a lot of times we can't look at the expert and be like, well, I got their program and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Well, did you do everything that is said step by step? You know, did you take advantage of all your resources to make that money back? So it's, it's a wonderful feeling to know when you invest in something and then like a month later or two months later, or maybe even a year later, like that investment led me down this path, which makes me such a better X, Y, Z. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's talk about your travels, Danielle, because that's one of like the first things that I found out about you was through your podcast. We got featured in some articles and I know that you have a travel podcast. What is it like for you to be able to travel around and create income and also share this with a lot of people? Because I think it's so interesting, right? It's so interesting to be in this type of space and you're also able to travel the world on a budget. And a lot of people think that you need to have massive amount of income to enjoy life. Yes. It's one of my favorite things. And I think that's what makes, you know, the times we're living in the pandy really difficult (laughs) right now is because we can't, you know, can't get up and go as much, but it's just so liberating and inspires me to create like the new settings the new foods the people the differences inspires me to get out there and go 
And with a nine to five, it is challenging. It could be challenging because you have limited vacation time, not only limited vacation time, but also your time in the office. Like sometimes like for me, my job is cyclical. So I can't leave because in the middle of something, I'm in the middle of something, they need me, right? Yeah. But I think it's about finding those times. So one of the things I always say is like, you know, you have 52 weekends in a year. Mm-hmm. Not every weekend needs to be on the couch watching Netflix. Some weekends <laughs> could actually be doing something that lights you up, right? And and something that inspires you. And even now, like even though I'm not necessarily traveling, but I may take some time in the weekend to like look at Airbnbs and just feel the feels or take like a virtual <laughs> tour or something like that. So I think inspiration is really important and it, it just helps me feel my create my creativity. And just show up as a better person. Uh, I'm the same way. I know I've been doing that lately because I'm like, I'm having the travel bug, but we can't really go anywhere. And I I was, I was looking at Airbnbs. I'm like, oh my God, this place is so awesome. Beautiful. (laughs) So amazing. Even for like designing my my office and like my office is bare right now, but (laughs) it's like you get so much inspiration. So it could, it can translate to other parts of your life too. I'm like, damn it. When can I go to this place? (laughs) Like, and it's so cheap right now. Isn't that the most ironic thing, right? The best time to travel, right? It is. It's a a trap. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't even, I don't want to go into this because then it'll just be, I'm like, damn it. (laughs) So, so Danielle, for when you, when you actually did, when we all did, when we all traveled abroad, what type of travel insurance were you using? To be honest, I did not use travel insurance, <laughs> n- not at all. The ones I would actually rely on my credit cards. So like whatever insurance or whatever like liability coverage that I had in my credit cards, like I would just go with that. So I'm not the model citizen, not the model <laughs> citizen for that. I definitely hear you on that. But I think especially with what's happening now, people have been like, oh, my God, I need to have insurance because there was like issues when COVID was first starting out. And there was a lot of travel insurances that didn't cover during the pandemic. Right. So finding your insurance when you're in a steady location is really hard enough. But it's even harder when you're on the road. And also when I do that, I get super confused by all the requirements and what I need to do to process like claims. That's for me, that's like boring stuff. That's why I'm so glad I found Integro Global, who has the most incredible customer service. They have 24-7 help and you can submit a claim through their app and your claims are managed by their in-house global expert teams who are able to handle any issues, which means less stress and panic. And also for me, who is someone who doesn't really understand all of this stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. So it's super helpful. So if you're interested, go to IntegraGlobal.com for more details. Again, that's IntegraGlobal.com. I think they're awesome. They also helped a ton of people during the pandemic because they also cover things that you didn't even know you would be using because who the hell knew this, like whatever was going to happen, right? Oh, Oh my God. I'm so glad that we have this company. So for you, Danielle, since you've been doing so many different things with your life, you're getting ready to leave your nine to five, right? And there's so many ups and downs to these whole things, but I'm pretty sure it's also super, super fulfilling. I want you to fast forward to like 30 to 40 years from now, maybe even 50, and you're looking back at your life. What legacy do you want to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Yes, 
I want to be remembered for the person that helped pave the way to thinking about financial independence and financial freedom. So I know that it's it's a hard journey. It's a hard journey. So not everyone may be able to get there, but I want to be the person that sparks inspiration, like sparks that we can live differently, that we can create our own futures. And I think sometimes that's all you need to get going is that spark. I've been fortunate to like have a lot of people inspire me in different shapes and forms. So I just want to continue to be that inspiration for not only my family, but also to other people who I can touch. And you also have a ton of content that will definitely spark a lot of that, you know? A lot of inspiration. Yes, Yes. exactly. So Danielle, before we say goodbye, I have five rapid questions for you that you can answer with, you know, one sentence. Are you ready? (laughs) Sounds good. Yes, let's do it. All right, Danielle, what has been the best money you have ever spent while you were abroad and why? Ooh, I would say tasting coffee in different destinations, like all over the world. Like I literally spent $50 in coffee in Iceland for a four-day trip. I'm that person. (laughs) I'm that person. So I really do enjoy like diving into food, drinks, and just the food. So that is definitely a good investment whenever I can. Uh, I agree with you on the food thing. I love food so much. Yeah. I could have a whole like blog podcast, everything just on food, but like eating it. I don't know. Mukbang style. (laughs) So describe what your ideal day looks like for you, Danielle. Oh, that's a good one. So I would wake up. I would have a cup of coffee, cup of coffee and have deep writing, like being able to sit down and write, maybe work on a new book break for mid-morning snack or breakfast and work out. So either go for a long run or have a Peloton now. So use my Peloton or just jump rope or something like that. So just get some activity going. And then just being able to relax and maybe read, support other creatives by consuming their content. And I would love to end the day with like a coaching call. So being able to like do one-on-ones with like my clients or just be able to be part of a community. I think that is like an awesome, awesome day. So make money in the morning, make money at night, <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> like right in the smack of this is stuff that I really like. So I love that yes. balance between the two. That's good. So yes, yes. where is the best location to live, do you think, as a remote worker? I would say Lisbon, Portugal. Because there's like the beach and the water and still good food and affordable for European standards and sunny and it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. But I also do like Iceland, but Iceland's way more expensive, but I'm like super expensive, but it's just, I could imagine the inspiration. Yeah. Like being able, the landscape, being able to just literally step out of your cottage and just hop into a a glacier lagoon like that's just amazing (laughs) that's just amazing so yeah those are the two things places if iceland wasn't so expensive i guess everybody would live there maybe there's a reason why but it's so beautiful we we were there a few years ago and i was looking at people's houses and they're literally waterfalls behind like their backyard has a freaking waterfall like oh my god this is so crazy 
It's, <laughs> it's literally, I've been there three times and it just, I'm, I'm just itching to go back because there's nowhere, I've, I haven't been anywhere like it. Yeah. Like just being able to be out there in the nature, the glaciers, the volcanoes, the black sand beaches, all of that is just truly incredible. In no way, I'm like, is this what heaven would look like? Right. <laughs> Uh, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the rainbow, you know, rainbow comes into view. Yeah. It's just oh, double, it's double rainbows. I'm like, oh my god, is this what heaven is like? Oh my god, guys, I think we found it. Did we die? If we found did, it. this is awesome. Found it. <laughs> amazing, truly amazing. So, Danielle, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Wow. I think it would probably be invisible. Like mm. I would want to just kind of slide in different <laughs> places and and be like a fly on the wall imaginary that they don't even know. Like that's kind of like as interesting as like being able to telekinesis, like getting people's heads. Mm-hmm. Being in the room is important. Being in the room is very important. Yeah. So I would love to do that. Go to like the big CEOs. How are they making their money? What are they investing <laughs> on? Come on. Like... People like us need to hear, like, li- like we need to hear this stuff. All right. If that ever happens, Danielle, obviously, you, know. you know, you let us know. Put it in the blog. Yes. yes. <laughs> Write it in yes. your ebook. You guys get in a cut. You guys get in the cut. You guys get in the cut. Yes. Yes. All right. Last question. What's the one thing that you wish you did sooner? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I wish that I maybe would have gone this route, like be a creative sooner. I think what happens when you have a nine to five and you're focusing on growing that career and then you end up realizing, wait, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's like you spent so much time building other houses for other people Mm. and you could have been taking that time to build your own house. So I remember distinctly when I was younger, I was looking for a job. And at the time, right out of grad school, I could have taken a year to like travel the world or I could have did a remote year or did something else. But I was like, you know what? I need the traditional nine to five. Let me get started. And I wonder sometimes what life would have been like if I just would have did something else. But here we are, right? Here we are. I still feel like I get to craft my future, but I do wonder. I'd wonder about that sometimes. Yeah. But as they say, better late than never. Right. Yes. Good that you're able to do this now. But oh, oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. I love talking to you because you're just amazing. I love your energy and we are so appreciative for you to be here on the show. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yes, absolutely. So head over to my podcast, The Thought Card Podcast, which is an affordable travel and personal finance podcast. Also, thoughtcard.com is my blog and uh, connect with me on social. So the thought card on Twitter, I'm very active on Twitter and the Danielle Desir on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle, again, for being here. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Debbie. This was a dream. Truly. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Danielle. Make sure to visit TheOffBeatLife.com. Again, that's TheOffBeatLife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to negotiate working from home. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. 
If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold. <laughs>